All right, here we go. It's a, another edition of IFM Radio. My special guest today, Mike Camilleri from BioSteel. Mike, how's it going? I'm well, thank you, Terry. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for making the time. I also want to give a, a little thanks to Mark Curcio, your uh, sales. He's a vice president of sales or sales director, I believe. I don't know. We can change his title again if we want. We just make make up the title. But yeah, no, Mark, for getting everything put together and all that, and you know, obviously, I've been uh, wanting to speak with you for a little while. And um, you know, first, congrats on all your success and what you've been doing. Obviously, uh, you're, you work very hard. And you know, my my first question I want to start off with is honestly the easiest one is like why? Like why after successful hockey career did you get into sports nutrition and doing this type of business? Um, yeah, well, it wasn't really after, it was during. So during. Um, okay. to understand that answer, you got to kind of understand the genesis of our company. And, and really what happened was uh, I, I had training and nutrition was, was kind of something that was important to me through my career. And yeah, I got into the NHL in 2002. So it was a different landscape than it is now um, where it's really the norm. It was, uh, you guys were doing it, but it wasn't, it certainly wasn't the norm to, to do it at a certain level back then. Um, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at 11 years old. So maybe a little more sensitive to inflammation and those sort of things than, than the average person. And um, kind of spent a lot of resources, time, energy, um, trying to find the best advice I could get with strength, nutrition and things of that nature. And um, ended up talking to a lot of brilliant people and working with a bunch of brilliant minds and um, kept hearing a common theme, which was just be really careful what you put in your body. And yeah, uh, it was, it was challenging. It was challenging to find hydration that was not full of sugars or dyes or <clears throat> food colorings or other toxins. It was challenging to find supplements that I thought were of the highest quality and, and safe and drug tested. So yeah, um, with that in mind, kind of always, had an entrepreneurial gene and, and felt like business was something I wanted to be involved in. And yeah. A friend of mine, John and I grew up together and he grew up in the locker rooms with me kind of experiencing this, this. And so we, we decided to start a company that would solve those problems and, and, and create a product line that would be the highest quality ingredients, safe and drug tested and mm -hmm. hopefully an easier to follow product line and, and maybe somewhat confusing space in our opinion. So yeah, set off to do so in 09 and, um, that was it. So then, you know, as the company went and then I went on my, with my career, John has run the company every day. And so I, I've had different levels of involvement, but uh, it wasn't a question of, so that, that might answer your question is why is then you know, I stopped playing and getting back into the business. Now has been a lot of fun. It's been a passion project for us for a decade now. You know, I, I love that. Obviously it's something <clears throat> that you, you personally wanted to do something that was helping yourself as an athlete. Right. And then it just kind of turns in, right. I mean, sometimes you have these ideas and it just starts to, you know, ferment, starts to grow. Um, but I just, I kind of think that if, you know, if I was a young guy, you know, playing uh, in the NHL, and I'm sure you made, you know, a lot of money in your, your time. And I'm sure you've seen guys who just say, you know what, I don't need to do anything else. I'm just going to play golf. I don't need the stress of even running a business, for example, right? I mean, running a business, obviously there's going to be people watching this, listening to this, who run businesses and they understand there's lots of things you got to do. You got to worry about taxis and you just got to worry about people, everything that regardless of what money you make, there's always going to be stresses. Right. And I think, you know, you're in a very unique position. We're in a unique position where, you know, young guy, athlete making money. And then, you know, you would strike me probably as the guy who likes the challenges, someone who's hungry to do more. Right. I mean, cause you were not just 
a hockey yeah. player, you're a good hockey player. And, and it's, and here's the thing too, because I have a lot of respect because the first time I met you, Mike, I'm going to be totally honest with you, man. I go, wow, this guy is not that big. Like he's not that big. I've met a lot of NHL guys and no disrespect because I've got buddies who are good hockey players, but they were five, nine, you know, whatever, six feet, but they weren't big. But to play with the big guys and to be that good, there has to be something more. So that's kind of where I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, no, I, what, like, what is it? Yeah. You know, I think, listen, you, you grow older. I'm almost, I'm 38 years old. You start learning more about yourself. First of all, when it comes to, to running the business, uh, I'm fortunate to have uh, a great partner and, and great people that work at the business. So uh, I don't um, necessarily have to deal with all of those stresses on a day-to-day basis that you, that you talk about. So, so for, yeah. Yeah. but, um, but yeah, for, for me, like I said, it was a passion project for us and to get back involved mm-hmm. in it. It's, it's something that I really enjoy. Um, I think, yeah, certainly parts of your personality, you learn and understand about yourself as you grow older and, and, and why you do the things you do or why mm-hmm. you find certain, certain pursuits compelling. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, as a player for me, you know, you talked about the size thing that, that gets brought up a lot. Um, yeah. I just didn't see it that way. You know, for me, I was, uh, I was a player who just never felt small or, or saw myself as small. I, and that was one of my forays into the strength world was that yeah. I, I felt like if I could be stronger than a guy who was six foot three, yeah. then maybe size became a relative term. And maybe, um, you know, maybe you're talking about height and, and I can't change my height, but if I can yeah. be stronger than the guy who's six, three and, you know, we yeah. go in the corner and I come up with the puck, well then, again, maybe size becomes a relative term and, and then who's bigger now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, that's kind of how I went about my business. And, and I never felt that. Uh, although people would say that, and, and you're right. I've, I've had many guys come up to me in a bar and say, you know, I was your height and, and I, you know, I, I could have made it, but it was this and it was that. You know, listen, it's always like, you know, first impression sometimes. And I guess when, when you watch someone, especially in your case, right? I'm, I'm a hockey fan. I do watch hockey, obviously. And I, at that time, I, you, play, you played for Montreal and I'm a Toronto fan. Um, so I, I just thought, wow, you know, that was my first time. This guy's not, he's not a big guy, but because most of the hockey guys I've met are pretty big guys, right? And uh, at that time, um, one, of the, the, one of the girls that worked with me, she was dating now married to Brian McGratton. So you have this guy where I, you know, he's a big guy to me, obviously. I'm like, that's what an NHL player looks like, you know, in that regards. So Maybe I just thought, <laughs> what's that? Shell. Yes. Yeah. 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 We played together, Gratz and I. So we're all friendly. Uh, very good friends. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, that's uh, right. She was working with the magazine back then. Um, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was, it was quite uh, some time ago. We'd went down and, and I did that article. This is going years ago. And I remember I you had. I remember you coming to the gym now that you mention it. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's where it, like, it's, that's why I kind of saw I'm like, okay, it was yeah. BioSteel, you know, it was going to kind of go on here. And then to be honest with you too, in the supplement world, I mean, I, I, I could tell you this. So I deal with tons of supplement guys, you know, a lot of people will look at, okay, who, who are they? You know, who's this BioSteel guys? You guys made a splash, in my opinion, and I'm sure people have told you that, especially some of the sponsorships. You know, and I'm going to just assume that if obviously you've got friends and you've got a network, so it's easier to get some deals going. I'm not saying anything's free in life, that's for sure. But, I mean, the, um, it was the, when it was the biggest, one of the biggest marketing things you did was the basketball center, right? The BioSteel Center. Yeah, the, when we did the Raptors deal, we had the bench rights and we had the practice facility, correct? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, guys, I mean, there's a, and people have to remember too, 
There's a ton of sports nutrition companies in the GTA. There's probably more in Toronto. I'm talking like the Muscle Tech and a lot of you know, All Max, all these guys here in Toronto who, you know, never really thought about this maybe, I guess, or, or maybe put the, you know, the plans together. I assume it's expensive, you know what I mean? But uh, that's one of those things that, you know, you have to make those calculated risks in a, in a business, right? So I, I imagine. Yeah, for us, for us, it was a matter of, um, so yeah, we certainly had a network and inroads in, in pro sports, but really our product spoke for themselves. They were, they were so good that the guys would become such fans of the product that all of our endorsement deals um, came about in a very untraditional manner, which was the, the endorser or the athlete, like Patrick Mahomes is a great example. You know, we just yeah. signed Patrick Mahomes, who's, was probably the, the number one asset in America. Um, and people are like, how'd you do that? And it's, it's, it's quite simply the same formula that's worked for all of them, which is they're, they've been using the product for four or five years, exclusively BioSteel product. Yeah. And their representatives come to us and say, hey, you know, my client loves your product. You know, do you want to do a deal? And so um, then we try and do a fair deal that everybody's happy with and, and, and the right partners best them as part of the brand. So um, that's how it went for us early on. Also, you know, we, we had the right people, uh, just really fall in love with the product and, and the, uh, the word authenticity comes up all the time. Now, you know, it's such a buzzword that I try and avoid yeah. it, but, but we like to think we were using it a decade ago. We just truly authentic relationships with people using, consuming, paying for our product, mm-hmm. um, and, rather than us giving it to them. And then the relationships develop from there. And then the BioSteel center, um, that, that was kind of when, you know, my partner, John, who you heard me refer to a few times, he, he just felt like at that point, our brand was ready to take that step in Canada and, and become yeah, a bold. Bold brand. Yeah. And yeah, made a bold move and, and allocated the resources there. And um, you'll see us roll out a bunch of more deals like that into the U.S. market in the, in the coming years. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about like, you know, plans and, and what you have down the pipeline, because, you know, from what I understand, there's obviously lots going on. Um, you know, but one thing I kind of wanted to figure out too, is just like for you, the innovation side, okay. Where does it really come from? How involved are you in this? You know what I mean? Like, obviously I know when you started, you were playing and all this, how involved are you in the innovation side? Like where, where does that come from? Because you know, what ends up happening in the business is you, you, you come, you get involved on a day-to-day basis and you're not exactly sure where you're going to spend more time or energy. And that's one place that I've, I've gravitated to naturally is on the innovative innovation and product development side of things. So we have a team here that does innovation product development. And one of the important things for us is that we are always kind of tapped into the locker room insights. So from our athletes to our strength coaches and subject matter experts who tell us what they need, what they're looking for in the locker room. And then we work hard at producing uh, best in market, best in class product that, that, that'll facilitate the locker room so that, um, you know, we're always in the locker room. We're always, a trusted source for, for pro athletes and, and pro strength coaches. Well, that's obviously another important thing too in the, in the sports nutrition world. I mean, we're dealing with professional athletes. There's, there's quality. I mean, there's been problems in the past with our other companies where athletes will test for things and all that. And it could have been the product or whatever it is. I mean, you're dealing, you're dealing with very high level athletes and, and you can't, and I tell people, like when people ask me, they go, Hey, what product should I use? I'm like, listen, the companies that do spend money, there's reason for it. You know what I mean? There's a reason for it. You know, there, there's some of the cheapest stuff you're going to find out there. There's a reason. You know what I mean? Are they really getting the protein you think you're going to get? Are you getting, you know, like you said, there's sugars, there's dyes. There can be certain things that you just don't really even pay attention to. You know what I mean? And, and I think you're obviously on the, on the right path because I see a lot of, you know, uh, consumers asking and, and even in the magazine, 
we're doing more of that stuff. You know, we're covering a lot more. And that's, that's, that's some great insight. So one of the things I can tell you a recent story, one of the things we do is the product we make available for pro athletes, we make it available to the retail consumer. So, you know, that's the quality is everything for us. Now we try and be as competitive as we can on price point and we, we manage that accordingly, but uh, we know what we're able to and not able to do. And, and, a, and a good story is one of the major pro sports teams in North America uh, uses some of our products and they wanted to bring in our protein. Uh, last week we had this conversation and they, they use another brand and they get a very inexpensive protein and yeah. uh, they asked us to match that price. And after we analyzed it, we said, we just couldn't, you know, we, our proteins just, we don't, we can't manufacture yeah. that cost. And so, uh, you know, if, if, if the answer to these pro sports teams is you're looking for the best possible product at a very good price, then we can provide you with that product. If the, if, if the, if the mandate from your team or your organization is to get the most inexpensive possible protein, then we're just, we're just not your source. Yeah. One thing, cool thing too, is uh, you guys work with a lot of youth, a lot of uh, younger athletes or younger up and coming guys. I mean, how did that all come about and, and how far does that go? I mean, I've just seen it because a friend of mine runs a football league and I saw him getting vials to the kids. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's actually really cool. And he's like, yeah, they, they supplied this to us. Yeah. So, so a couple of things, first of all, with our hydration product like this, you know, new ready to drink. Yeah. I love it. I'm drinking it right now. This tastes awesome. I got the, the, the old school mixed berry, but um, we're sugar free, right? We're, we're sugar free. We're not, we're natural. We got no dyes or preservatives. So, really just a great alternative for the youth and to, to help them get healthier and, and, and take sugar out of their diet because they're consuming so much of it way too much than anybody needs to be. Um, and then those initiatives, again, you know, uh, we want to touch those grassroots programs and sports teams and, and provide them with a healthier option. I mean, the world's getting healthier. Our youth is getting healthier. Yeah. Uh, and so if we can get involved at that level and, and let them understand that they can, feel great and hydrate this way and use our products without adding the sugar. That's, that's important to us. And I think if you could win over like a group of like, say 12 year olds with flavor, for example, cause I, I I've got two kids, I go to 10 year old and I'm telling you if they drink this and they're like, this is good. And you could, you could win them over. You can win over anyone really. Cause they're probably your yeah. toughest crowd. Yeah. You had to, you had to have the flavor, right? We learned that the hard way. Our first iteration of a ready to drink, uh, frankly, didn't taste that good. Uh, and we were working really hard on, on trying to make it better. And, and we think in this What's, format, with this product, we've accomplished that. And now, uh, you know, my kids, they're licking the cap clean. They can't get enough of it, you know? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Like I said, uh, I haven't even tried everything, but I mean, the stuff that I've tried, I, I, I love it so far. Um, what are some of the challenges? Like what's something that stuck out to you, like starting the business and all that, and then getting into things? What's, what, what, what comes up to mind? Oh. I have, I have challenges. I mean, yeah, too many question, stories, but what? Too, too many stories to tell. You know, we could sit in the war room all day. I mean, we we started pretty green, John and I, uh, at the very beginning, and um, you know, uh, learned pretty quickly that the consumer and, goods yeah. business is a heavy cash flow business. You know, so uh, all kinds of challenges. I mean, when it came to raising money, building the business, uh, finding the right partners, um, all all those things um, were kind of learned on the go as yeah. very, very entrepreneurial and, and very raw to start. Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, uh, I'm all about motivation. I'm always intrigued what motivates people, not just, you know, businesses and all that. And I always found when, you know, when people tell me they I can't do something, you know, I, I hate to yeah. almost admit it sometimes, but I'm not gonna lie to you. That's where it's like, you know what, 
I'm going to show them, you know what I mean? I'm going to prove to people I could do something here. And I think probably a lot of successful people do share that. I mean, and then now as I've been getting older and I'm sure you find as you get older, it's more rewarding to help people. You know, I, I'm competitive, but I'm certainly, I want everyone to do well. You know what I mean? I, I don't really, there's people I don't like. I mean, I'm, I'm vocal about it. I don't like some of the bullshitters out there and some of the people who, you know, who scam people and who do lie and they make claims and all that. I'm not the police. I'm not someone who's going to necessarily, you know, call everyone out on it, but obviously it does exist. Right. So. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'll just, I mean, touch on that. You, like, like I said earlier, you go through different stages in your life and probably are motivated by different things. But um, I, like, I like to call that the, you know, what you're talking about is people telling you can't, it's a little bit of the FU factor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that, that that's part of our culture too, for sure. Um. Once, okay, so working with athletes, and, and I mean, I was just looking at the website, and I know you have, you've had some, so many big, big names, but I mean, for me, I thought Wayne Gretzky was pretty damn cool, man. Yeah, yeah, that is Pretty cool. damn cool, you know what I mean? Because I just can't see Wayne, obviously, doing anything he doesn't really want to do, you know what I mean? Like, he, I, I would imagine, and I mean, he's a legend, and, and I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, no, it was cool. I mean, for me, growing up, I grew up born in 1982, so. Grew up kind of at the end of the Gretzky heyday. Um, oh, obviously a huge fan and um, cool for us to do that deal and him to be part of the brand. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got traded to Edmonton at the end of my career. And so I was, I was playing for Wayne and yet he was endorsing our product all at the same time. It was kind of a, and Connor was on the team. So we had Connor. Connor, yeah. We had Connor, you know, Biosteel guy, Wayne, Biosteel guy, sitting in the stands watching us. And then I was playing. So it was kind of a, uh, interesting uh, dynamic there. Yeah, you know what? I, I have some friends, like I said, I'm not going to talk too much hockey and all that, but uh, always a debate about, you know, some of the best hockey players of all time. And I, I was born in 75, watched Wayne Granel Gretzky play and all that. And my friends really a big Ovechkin, you know, fan. And I'm like, I don't I can't really, I'm not Ovechkin guy. Obviously he's very talented and all that, but I mean, Wayne, Mario Lemieux, there's some names back that obviously, but Wayne is like, that's just the coolest thing. I just think, you know, it's one thing to do business, right? But to have that all tied in. You can't touch Wayne's numbers, that's for sure. I mean, it's, it's and you, no you go through different yeah. times. I mean, the one guy that, that I, I find to be obviously so interesting too is Connor in the current game. I mean, it, yeah. if you had to look at just raw skill set, the best player that ever played the game of hockey, on just, you know, if you weren't comparing, it's tough to compare generations if you don't want to get into that argument, but just, yeah. Who's, whoever's played the game at the highest quality level, speed, skill, all those things. I mean, he's, uh, I don't know that ever, anybody's ever done it like he's done it. So um, and he still has more. I mean, he's got a lot more to do. Yeah. They, you know, they got to get him some Stanley Cup. So his, his legacy goes on, but he's such a special guy to, to watch and get to know for sure. What's your favorite team that you played, played for? I get that, asked that question all the time. They, they were all great for different reasons is the, is the yeah. true answer. There's no way for me to do that. I mean, uh, I can rattle, rattle through it pretty quick. So started my career in L.A. I mean, living in California and getting to, to live that life and experience the quality of life there and, and playing on the West Coast. It was, it was a special way for me to enter the league. And then um, Calgary. Uh, Calgary's like kind of like the best, the best of Canada hockey without the worst of Canada hockey. You know, it's like you get all the attention and desire from the fan base, but they're also Calgarians are some of the most kind, polite people you'll ever meet. So um, really, really special place to play. And probably the place that I was most uh, appreciated as a player by, by the organization, the management. 
So just very fond memories there. And then uh, Montreal, my, my, you know, Montreal was just such an intimate relationship for me. It was two and a half years, but two playoff runs. And uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. yeah it's a special game. So I, you know, as a player, just, just a really intimate time in, in my life. And uh, couldn't, I just have nothing but the great fond romantic memories about playing in Montreal. Yeah. Um, and then what I do, I go back to Calgary, back to LA. Yeah. <laughs> LA and Calgary twice. And then, uh, and then Edmonton to finish was kind of, kind of brief and I didn't really get a great feel for that. I was just kind of living right by the rink and without my wife and kids for a few months. So, um, yeah, that was yeah I mean, like, obviously there's so much we talk about hockey. I didn't really want to get into hockey. I, now I want to talk about what's, what's coming down the pipeline. What are you, what are you working on? I mean, uh, global, I mean, how many countries can we find BioSteel in? Yeah, we, you know, we, we have some global expansion really for us. Uh, we're spending a lot of our, resources on U.S. expansion now into the U.S. marketplace kind of uh, with distribution across the country and, and, and our, our product that we're really getting behind it is again this, this ready-to-drink hydration product in, in a Tetra Pak. So um, for the Canadians, uh, we, we will keep pushing all the things the way we do and keep growing our brand awareness. There's some rainbow. That's, we do these flash flavors. They, they've, really, yeah. they've really taken off um, and rainbow is one that everyone loves so much that I think the packaging looks fantastic too. You know what I mean? That's one thing you probably evolved with because I think the first ones were pretty clean, but then everyone starts to copy and kind of gets there. This, I mean, this, how can you not miss this, right? This is Sure, yeah. And you go through again, you go through the company, different things, right? Like, so John, my partner's a marketer and uh, marketer at heart through and through. And so the internal conversations, you, you know, you ask about those. For me, originally, it was like, can the branding be very basic? Can it be very much like, under the radar, very basic, like what's in locker rooms. Like you can't really, you don't really, doesn't really flash. And he was, he was much more the marketer who had much more of that flavor of like, now we need it to pop and we need it to be exciting and we need the kids to want to pick it up. And um, so these are all internal conversations that go and you have different iterations and evolves over time. What, uh, what's your, I mean, favorite product flavor, anything one, which is one product you have to pick. I'm saying you'll probably love all of them, but if there's one that you have to pick, which is the one? Well, the most two recent, flash flavor that i really liked in our powder product was the uh the apple and the tart cherry they've both been really good in my opinion but um uh i'd say the white freeze ready to drink the one you're drinking is the one i i consume the most of right now yeah i know this is this is i mean obviously if i put this in the freezer a little bit it got pretty damn cold i think it'd be even better because i'm drinking this room temperature and i'm so is it um nostalgic for you do you taste the white the white freezy taste you know, it's funny because I had some freezies out yesterday. So I, 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 um, I went to my parents' house and I had all these jumbo freezies that I bought. I'm like, what's your favorite flavor? Everyone was like, the white one, the white one. I'm like, really? My kids and my parents. I was just like, okay. And, and dude, I'm telling you, I'm going to I freeze it. <laughs> I got to experiment. I got to freeze it and see. And I'll put it up. I mean, listen. I'll go popsicles, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it because as I was, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I think I had two freezies yesterday, jumbo freezies, and sure. that's not that's not good. Yeah, it's not good, right? Because if sometimes it's you just, face I can see it in your face too. Yeah, right. And uh, it was funny too because my dad, he's almost seventy, and they pulled the freezies out, and he was just all over the freezies. I was like, wow, I never thought you know my old man would be into it. But yeah, the flavor on this is is great. And like I said, if you go in over kids and and that, if you test it out, I mean that that's really your biggest. I always tell people it's like I'm picky with flavor. I'm I'm really concerned if everything like marks off like people say they do then it's like okay cool 
Now let's, let me try it out because honestly, at the end of the day, I've seen a lot of companies come and go and they always, I mean, the, the joke in the industry sometimes, I've got the best tasting one. I'm like, heard that before. Yeah, sure. you know, and but to back it up, and I think too, like listen, even with like with athletes, it has to have everything there. And there's a challenge there because not everything that's good for you that goes into it's actually gonna taste good too, right? So there must be a lot of trial. That was a mandate from day one with us, was <laughs> especially in your if your post shake. I I always felt like if I'm gonna work out and train this hard, if I'm gonna go play a game, I need my post shake to feel like a, a treat. Like halfway through my workout, I gotta be craving that post shake. Yeah. And so, yeah, the flavors had to be right. Um, yeah, with the freezies, we at home, what my wife will do is take the powder and make it like really condensed, like mm-hmm. a lot, you know, and, and then freeze them in, in popsicle sticks and kids love them. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I mean, obviously, you should share it. I don't know if this is on Instagram or whatever, but these are definitely yeah. uh, things. Uh, I'm, I'm a foodie. I love food. I mean, it's kind of weird being in the fitness world, but I think I do meet a lot of like some of the best bodies. You know, people have got the best physiques and they love food. Some of them hate it. You know, but sure. some of them love food. I'm like, wow, how do you even do this? How do you eat like half a pizza there? And then, you know, but I think that people know their bodies too, right? Like, like you said, like you have, I'm sure you have natural. What's the one thing, I mean, that you're naturally born with that like, okay, not everyone's going to be this way. Uh, me personally? Yeah. What's your person? Uh, I mean, I just go back to my, my childhood and my, my sports. I mean, for me, I just, I just love playing sports as a kid. You know, people say you know what did you do faster a little bit more acceleration say or what was it Uh, oh so like genetically i would say i was always pretty uh strong for my size and quick more quick than fast so strong and quick strong so fast meaning like if we're gonna run 100 meters someone will catch and beat me but like the first five to ten i can usually get you um so more fast and more quick than fast sorry yeah, acceleration. You're, you're, you're yeah. there. And then more explosive. So, you know. Which is key, obviously. See, it makes sense, right? So, like, if you play other sports, let's say, is there another sport? Are you good at golf or something that you're probably golfing? I'm a golfer, but the, the golf sport debate is one we could have. I, I couldn't love golf more than any, I don't think, you know, than anybody. Um, couldn't love more golf more, but I'm not sure it's a sport. It depends on what your criteria and definitions are going to be for sport. Oh, wow. Here we go. I mean, is, is darts a sport? Like now bowling? Are we going to start getting skills? In my, maybe they're a skill. So maybe golf's a skill. Maybe then you have athletics, which is like track and field, right? Like 100 meter, 200 yeah. meter, cross country. These are like athletics. And then maybe a sport needs to have a simultaneous offensive and defensive force. Uh, interesting. I mean, okay. So body, I'm from the, I, listen, this is interesting. This is a, the debate. Like Age old argument. Is bodybuilding a sport? Maybe a, maybe an athletic athletic thing. track and field. I don't know. So I mean, we could we could go on all day. Not, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to do it. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I love the game of golf. So you try yeah. and use those attributes. So you try and be explosive off the ground in golf too, when you're turning and hitting and things like that. But that increases yeah. my flexibility in golf. That's it. No. So I mean. Um, Really, like I said, uh, I really, you know, I appreciate the time. There was certainly, you know, a lot of things we can get into, but, you know, I know we're all on a, a bit of a timeline here and I, you know, I, like I said, I appreciate it. Is there anything else that, you know, you want to leave uh, the listeners, watch the viewers with? Yeah, no, Terry, thanks for having me. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, something that was a passion project for us ended up, ended up ending up in so many people's hands and, and mouths and pantries and uh, just, just, we're just committed to keep, 
keep going and producing great products that everybody can enjoy and, and live happy lifestyle with. So, um, and I, 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 sorry, I do I cut you off, but I want people to know, like, this is, um, uh, but also does not advertise with us. We don't do any like real business like that, stuff like that. Whenever I've ever done anything, I'll be totally honest with you, man. It's because I actually like, like we put Tyler and all that because these are guys that actually perform. These are guys that, that do things, you know, and, and like Mahomes, I think that was like, absolutely like a big one you know what i mean and, and uh, hopefully at one point you know there will be something that we could do canadians you know like that's that's the one good thing you know obviously I, I tell people to support what they can go buy the product and all that and like i said i appreciate it and uh i just wanted to get that out before before we ended it but um all good, all good. yeah anytime let me know uh it was a pleasure talking to you and congrats mm -hmm. on all the success and the magazine looks great thank you appreciate it